Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here, to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'd like to say a massive thank you to everyone out there who has been supporting this show lately. It's been phenomenal and especially with last week's episode on females and the common mistakes and misconceptions that I often see when it comes to strength training and nutrition. The feedback was unreal and it's been we've been going for just over two years now on the podcast and it was an awesome I guess, little milestone last week to see the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast actually crack top 10 on iTunes, which was amazing. It's it's extremely motivating and I'm absolutely loving this journey so far, bringing you guys content and helping you take some value from each and every episode, which I hope you are. As always, I do absolutely love the feedback. So if you do have any feedback from today's show or any of the previous ones, I'd love to hear it, um, and I'll mention this again at the end of the show, but if you take some value from today's show, make sure that you do take a screenshot of the episode, post it up on your social media, whether it be Instagram, Snapchat, or post a link to Facebook, or even just tell a friend about today's episode so we can keep spreading the word about the podcast and getting more ears listening to the show. Now, today what I'm going to be discussing, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. It's another solo round, so we've had some awesome guests lately, which has been amazing. Um, obviously, last week was a social, a social, sorry, a solo round, but this week is going to be solo again, and I'm going to be talking about the reasons why you can't, uh, quote unquote, build muscle. Now, often when someone comes to me wanting to build muscle or put on size, they'll say to me that, you know, whatever I do, everything, no matter what I try, I just cannot build muscle. I just can't put on size. And not to sound like a bit of a dick, but I never really believe them because there's a number of questions that I like to ask before I make any really assumptions about whether or not this person can actually build muscle because in my opinion, everybody can build lean muscle. Everybody can put on size. It just takes a number of things to be working together. You need to be making sure that you're ticking off a few boxes in order for that progress to come about. Now, we talk about people who are just starting out, people that have been lifting for a fair while or even advanced lifters, people that have been in this game for a long, long time and their ability to put on size is obviously slower, but they can still put on muscle mass. They can still get bigger and put on some mass. So I want to make sure that by the end of today's episode, you know exactly what to do to build size, okay? And there's no more excuses because everybody can build muscle and everybody should be trying to build muscle. So when someone comes to me and says they can't put on size, the questions I initially ask them is firstly, how many calories are you eating? Number two is, are you getting stronger each week in the gym? Number three, how much water are you drinking? Number four, how many hours sleep are you getting per night, which is extremely important? Number five, are you training legs or lower body? Number six, are you too worried about supplements, which is a big one and it's it's frustrating to see, but hopefully by the end of today, we can clear a few things up there. And lastly, number seven is, how many years have you been lifting for? So... When we talk about number one, how many calories are you eating per day? The first thing I'll need to know is, are you consistently eating in a calorie surplus? So 100 to 500 calories above your maintenance, because if you are not, then you're not going to put on size. You're not going to be in a calorie surplus, and you're not giving your body the chance to put on that strength and that size and increase your weight. Now, we know to lose fat that we need to be eating in a calorie deficit. 
And all that means is we need to be burning more energy than we're taking in. And it's, it's exactly the same, but the opposite. So it's not the same, is it? It's the opposite, but it's, it's very much similar when we're trying to put on size and build muscle and put on weight. We need to be in a calorie surplus. So we're the opposite side of our maintenance intake. We're 100 to 500 calories above maintenance, making sure that we're staying consistent with that so that we are taking in more energy than we are burning. So that's number one. If you're not doing that already, then then that's that's the first thing you need to go back and have a look at and make sure that you are eating in a calorie surplus. And if you're not tracking it, but you think you're in a surplus, I guarantee most likely you are probably not eating in a calorie surplus. I used to always think that I used to eat heaps. I used to think, you know, why am I not putting on weight? Why am I not putting on size? All I do is eat, eat, and eat. And it wasn't until I started actually tracking my calories, tracking my food, and figuring out the exact macros I was eating each day um, when I come to the realization that I was eating, you know, basically fuck all and I wasn't even anywhere near where I need to be to put on size compared to the amount of energy that I was expending. So that's the first thing that I'd recommend. Now, second thing, progressive overload is king when it comes to building muscle or building mass and putting on weight. More reps, more sets, more weight. You really need to keep this kind of thought in your mind that whatever doesn't challenge you, won't change you. So if you're going to the gym, doing the same thing over and over again, lifting the same weight, not really giving your body any reason to change, then it won't. So if you're not progressively overloading in the gym, then don't expect to see results, okay? And if you're only, you know, you're training subpar, you're not following any type of structured program or, um, you know, you're you're sticking to the same exercises, same rep ranges every time, then you're not going to see any different results. Number three is how much water are you drinking? And when it comes to water and hydration, you know, hydration plays such a significant role in fat loss, just as it does play a huge role in building muscle. And we think about dehydration, we know that as soon as you're dehydrated, you lose strength, power, endurance, your concentration drops off, and your muscle pumps will reduce. So you won't you won't look as good and feel as good in the gym. So I always make sure that I'm drinking plenty of water throughout the day, especially around my workout times and before my workout to make sure that when I go in, I'm well hydrated and I'm allowing myself to perform at the optimal level. I want to be performing as best I can each and every time I step foot in the gym. If I'm dehydrated, I can't do that. So it's time to take your water intake seriously. All right, put more of a focus on it. It is important. It's probably more important than you think. And most likely, you're not drinking enough water throughout the day and especially before you train. Number four, are you getting enough sleep? So a lot of people would know this already, but sleep is the most important form of recovery. Now, we think of you know phone rolling, stretching, all that type of stuff, supplementation, but sleep is the best form of recovery. And you know, I'd love to say that I get enough sleep every night, but I don't. I'm as guilty as anyone else when it comes to not getting enough sleep. But I think you should be aiming for at least seven hours per night. Um, that's just my opinion. But someone said to me one time, and this has kind of stuck with me ever since they said it to me, and I, I wish I remember who it was because it was someone that was uh, that was that I really respected in the health and fitness industry, and I looked up to them for advice. I just can't remember who exactly it was. Um, But you don't build muscle and you don't lose fat when you're in the gym. 
you build muscle and you lose fat when you're out of the gym. When you're recovering, you lose you lose that fat and you build that muscle outside of the hours that you spend in the gym. You go in the gym, put in the work, and then your body does the rest of the work for you when you're outside of the gym as long as you're taking care of it with hydration, nutrition, and recovery. And when we talk about recovery, as I just said, sleep is one of the best forms of recovery. All right, number five is are you training legs? Now, I never really used to train legs. I hated training legs. Uh, I still particularly don't love training legs to this day. I go through phases where you know I really enjoy training legs. I might be training with a training partner and we've got a good kind of groove going and I'm loving my leg training, whereas other days, I'm sure like most people, when you're tired, you can't be bothered. The last thing you feel like doing is going in and training legs. But let me tell you this. The moment that I started training legs twice per week, let alone once, twice per week, um, I mean, I started seeing ridiculously good results, noticeable results too, and I started getting comments from people about the results that they were seeing in me, and I'm talking about muscle mass, appearance, my strength, uh, my hunger levels went up, my metabolism increased. All these crazy benefits started coming about as I increased my lower body training and started training my legs twice per week. So I was training them heavy and I was training them often. And that's when I started to see results and I've done the same ever since. I've always trained legs at least twice per week ever since I started uh, training legs. And I can honestly say that it's changed my physique. Obviously, not only the legs, um, your legs are obviously going to grow and get stronger, bigger, more athletic. Um, and as I said, there's other benefits such as your testosterone going up, growth hormone going up, um, your high, your not your hydration, your um, your metabolism is going to increase as you get more muscle mass on you and as you're expending a lot more energy from using such big muscle groups and you know your body needing to provide those muscle groups oxygen when you train. But when you think about, let's say for example, I think Lane Norton said this once: is if I came to you today and said you know, I'd I'd kidnapped your mum or your dad or your sister or your brother, someone that you really care about. And unless you increase your one rep max on squats by 30 kilos by the end of this month, then you don't get them back, and they're gonna they're gonna be dead. Now, <laughs> that's quite dramatic. Um, and I might have, might have just added that little bit to the um, to that story there, but you're not going to continue training legs once a week, or if you're not training them all, you're not going to continue doing. And doing it not at all so if you want your legs to grow and you want them to get bigger you want them to get stronger you're probably going to do them a little a little bit more often aren't you so twice per week you think of over the span of a year 52 times training legs per year compared to 104 which one do you think is going to see better results and i think when you put it in that perspective it almost makes sense to make sure that you are training your legs at least at least once per week but i would recommend twice Per week so got a couple more here that I want to get through so number six is you're too worried about supplements if you're putting more time into choosing your pre-workout or your protein powder or you know your BCAs whatever it may be then you are focusing on hitting your numbers in the gym and eating real food and getting your calories in then uh, then good luck seeing any real size gains any muscle gains any strength gains because you're focusing on the wrong things supplements are there purely to supplement your diet they shouldn't be the main the main focus 
they definitely should not be the main focus. Now, when it comes to supplementation, trying to build size, I've always found that creatine monohydrate is a fantastic and very well-proven supplement um, for putting on muscle mass and building strength, obviously along with your multi, magnesium, all that type of stuff. And I do also use a, uh, a protein powder to help reach my intake for the day, but that's more for convenience. Supplements are a luxury, guys. It's, it's, you got to focus on the meat and potatoes, the training, the nutrition, the recovery. Supplementation is right down the bottom of the list when we talk about importance. So don't be worrying too much about that if you haven't got everything else in check already. Number seven, the last one is what you know. What level are you? What level of a trainer are you? So if you're a newbie to the gym, then I would say it's your best chance to stack on a huge amount of muscle mass and strength in the first let's say 3 to 12 months. If you're a newbie, you can make some very, very, very impressive gains. I've said in a podcast before that to lose uh, to lose fat and build muscle at the same time, you basically need to be a newbie, extremely overweight or on steroids. So take advantage of that time and make the most of your progress. Follow a structured program, uh, tick all these boxes that we're going over today and make sure you make the most out of it because I know a lot of people wish that they were back at that newbie phase again. I know I do. I would do things a little bit differently and uh, I'd love to put on some size as quick as you will as a newbie. If you're intermediate and you've been doing this for a while, it becomes even harder and slower. So you need to put a bit more of a focus on nailing the points that I've gone through today um, if you're serious about seeing progress. Now, if you're advanced, it's essential that you are spot on with every point that we've been over today if you're serious about seeing muscle gains because you need to be nailing all of these because the muscle gain is not going to come as fast. You're already experienced. You've already, you're probably already reaching close to your potential with your strength. Um, and there's definitely room for improvement. You can definitely continue to increase your strength, but, um, you're not going to be hitting massive PBs every single week when you go into the gym if you've been lifting for 10 plus years. That's just not the case. It's more about finding the little bits and pieces that you can work on and improve and stay consistent with. So over time, you're making more progress and you're continuing to see those muscle gain results that you're after because it definitely is possible and it's don't be one of those people that just go you know i've been lifting for ages i'm not going to look any better than what i do now um the chances are you're not ticking all the boxes and especially if your attitude is like that and i haven't got number eight down here i've only got seven points that i've gone through today but number eight probably is mindset you know um, if your mindset is thinking, you're always thinking to yourself, I'm not going to build muscle or I can't build muscle. Um, you know, I'm just an ectomorph. I'm a hard gainer. Guys, I was a hard gainer or what I thought was a hard gainer. I have an ectomorph type body and I've managed to put on size. I've managed to put on a lot of weight. When I moved to Melbourne, I was exact same height as what I am now when I was 62 kilos. I'm now sitting just under 85 kilos. Okay, so I've gone through this same thing and I've made sure I've ticked all these boxes and that's why I'm sharing this with you today to make sure that you can you can see the benefits from this as well. All right guys, so that is that is the seven points plus the eighth which I went over at the end there which was which was quite good. I hope you've taken some benefit from this today. I'm going I want you to hang around because I want you to listen to this week's social media question of the week, but I'd also love your feedback on the sound quality of today's episode because last week once we cracked that top 10, um, I'd already notched up two years worth of podcasts consistently been putting out at least one episode per week. I decided it was time. It was time for the people to come and 
and upgrade the audio quality. So I've gone with a new mic, I've gone with a Rode mic, and I'd love to know whether the sound quality of today's episode is better than usual. If it's not, please do let me know. I bloody hope it is. Um, but again, thanks for tuning in. So I hope you've taken some value from it. Remember, everybody can build muscle mass, regardless of whether you're an ectomorph, endomorph, mesomorph, whether um, you've never set foot in the gym or whether you've been going to the gym for 10 years. You can do it. Just follow these tips. <clears throat> follow these tips and make sure you're ticking the boxes, all right? Now, uh, hang around for me because I want you to listen in to this week's social media question of the week, which is coming up in two seconds. Right, time for this week's social media question of the week, and this is one I actually got this morning. Today, I'm doing a Snapchat takeover for Muscle Nation, and a question that I got was, when it comes down to the ratio of carbohydrates and fats, how do I personally select how many carbs and how many fats someone has in their macronutrients to make up their calorie intake for fat loss or muscle building? Now, when I'm putting together a macronutrient plan for someone uh, or I'm doing some form of consult nutrition-wise, the first thing I always do is set protein. So for myself and for my clients, I like to work with a range between 2 and 2.5 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Now, obviously, we're working with a calorie range. If we're trying to be losing fat, then we're in a calorie deficit. If we're trying to gain muscle and build size, we're in a calorie surplus. But when it comes to the carbohydrates and fats, it comes down to personal preference. So I'll always ask the client whether they prefer higher carbs and lower fats or lower carbs and higher fats because in the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what those ratios are. As long as you're eating towards your calorie goal and hitting your minimum amount of protein, the results are going to be very similar. Now, in terms of scale weight, you may hold a little bit more water if you're eating higher carbohydrates than you are fats um, and vice versa. If you're eating more fats and lower carbs, then you may be holding a little less water because your glycogen stores won't be as full. But when it comes to energy in versus energy out, the results are exactly the same. So I even have clients that are just tracking calories and a minimum amount of protein. And then after that, whatever their carbs and fats end up at is whatever. It doesn't really matter as long as they hit those calorie and protein targets. So when it comes to setting your macros, the ratio between carbohydrates and fats, make sure you're getting your minimum amount of fat. So usually I go between six, uh, sorry, 0.6 and 0.7 grams of fat per kilo of body weight as a minimum and then I work up from there. Um, and then the rest of the ratios are completely up to you. If you like eating more fat, then eat more fat and keep your carbs lower. If you're a fan of carbohydrates like I am and you're happy to keep your fats a little lower or on the moderate side, then go higher in carbs and lower in fats. There's no need to overcomplicate it, guys. It all works. It's all easy. It's very straightforward and simple, and that's what we like here at the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, a simple, sustainable, and flexible approach because we want to see results, but we don't want to see them for a short period of time. We want lifelong life-changing results that are going to allow you to continue living the way that you enjoy living uh, but still see results. So thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. As I've said earlier in today's show, make sure you take a screenshot of today's episode and share it with your friends to make sure that everybody listening can start to build some lean muscle mass, which would be awesome. Make sure you stick around for next week's episode of the show. So hit that subscribe button, leave a review and rate the podcast for me. It all helps so much and I really do appreciate it. And I hope you're having a fantastic day. Look forward to chatting to you in next week's episode.